Word on the street in the NFL is that Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins would like to team up again like they did in Houston. Two Clemson Tigers reuniting. I'll have my thoughts next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as uh, co-host of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. And guys, happy Thursday. The weekend's almost here, man, so get prepared. Guys, we've got a nice show. We're going to talk about a four-star tight end from the 2025 class that just touched down this week in Clemson. And he left with an offer. We're going to talk about his skill set and what he brings, uh, you know, heading into his uh, into his next season of high school football, uh, as well as the ACC is going to feature the Clemson Tigers. They're doing some things on ACC Network, and Clemson is going to be a part of that. So we're going to talk about that uh, as we get closer, especially getting closer to, to the college football season. And of course, the DeAndre Hopkins, free agent, all, one of the all-time greats, right? And then Deshaun Watson these guys might be pairing back up again, you know what I mean, from their time in Houston. But before I get into that, guys, I have to give a shout-out to Valerie Cagle. Uh, you know, softball player was named the 2023 USA Softball Collegiate Player of the Year on Tuesday. Uh, shout-out to her. She becomes just the fourth ACC player to earn the award and give the league its first selection since 2014. And, you know, listen, guys, historic season for, for, for Ms. Cagle. 83 hits, 19 home runs, 15 doubles, all of it, man. And she was she was a dominant performer. And and, and you got to give her her love, we, we, you know. Regardless, yeah, I don't talk, I won't tap in as much into into college, um, you know, college baseball uh, on on this pod. But I got to give love to her. But then as well, before really really getting going, I got to show love too. Our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Guys, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, spent, spent the last, what, five, last four to five years in Arizona on, on the West Coast, right? I'm pretty sure he's he's like the weather because uh, <laughs> it's nice out there. Uh, once you get through the, the humidity, uh, well, not the humidity, but the, 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 the heat, you know, it gets, it gets hot. But uh, once you get past that, you know, you get used to it, it's nice, you know, it's nice. So I'm pretty sure he enjoyed that for the most part. But now, after being released by the Arizona Cardinals recently, uh, the, uh, his, you know, he spent his first couple years in Houston with another Clemson great in Deshaun Watson, that quarterback, Deshaun Watson, who is now, uh, who is over with Cleveland as a starting quarterback. And he has a good offense. He has a good, you know, roster of supporting cast and receivers and tight ends and running backs. But he he put out there, I, I would love to have him here. He, he, would, he would basically like to reunite. And, and you get a chance to see two great Clemson Tiger college football players, probably two of the best. And pair, and we saw the magic that these guys were able to make early in their careers. Yeah, they're a little bit old, especially D-Hop. He's, I think, 30 or something like that. And I think I saw a, a quote from an NFL exec where he said um, uh, he just can't run anymore. Well, to be completely honest, 
he was never a speed demon to begin with, right? He wasn't a four three type of guy. You know, he won with body control. He run he he won with a uh, quickness at the top of his routes and being able to separate quickly. Um, you know, and then the ball skills, right? The body control, the hands. You know, I think they say he had two X or three X gloves, so you know he has uh, you know, you know, big hands to be able to to really snatch the ball and pluck the ball away from his body. And I, I hey, I'm just saying, man, we, we get two. What's that old song? I, you know, reunite. I'm not gonna sing it now. But reunited and it feels so good. That I'm just saying two Clemson Tigers that have chemistry together who know how to win together. You put them on that team, man, and, and Amari Cooper, D Hop, Elijah Moore, <clears throat> Donovan Peoples Jones, Don, Don Peoples Jones, I believe is his, is his name. Um, you know, I'm blanking on the tight end name right now, but Nick Chubb. Like all these, all these weapons for the great Clemson quarterback and, and Deshaun Washington, and if they can figure this out, I think personally that would be ideal. I think that would be a great situation. You know, I mean, if if they really wanted to go that specific route, but again, we got to see how it plays out. But if you're talking, if, if you're really thinking about, if you're the Cleveland Browns trying to win that, you know, win that division, you you look at what. The, the Ravens have done for Lamar Jackson, what Joe Burrow has, what the Steelers have. And you say, you know what? We've done enough, but that doesn't mean we can't do more. And, and DeAndre Hopkins, even if you are concerned about him at this age, stage of his career, playing on the outside consistently, which I'm not. But if you are, it's fine. It's okay. It's warranted, I guess. But what can you do? You look at Larry Fitzgerald. And that's why that's why the quote from that NFL that um, you gotta love these anonymous NFL execs. You gotta love it. Uh, when I saw the quote that you know anonymous NFL execs say he can't run anymore, and the fun the first thing that came to my mind was like, well, neither could Larry Fitzgerald. His last like two seasons in the league, you know, he he was not a guy that was winning with separation. He was not fast or explosive in any way, shape, or form. But you know what he was able to do? Very simply, he was able to. Uh, slide down into the slot and what we call from a scouting perspective we call a power slot when you have a bigger receiver that kicks down inside and being able to play that power slot role allowed uh you know Larry Fitzgerald to extend his career a little bit and being able to work the seam you know, almost like having another tight end on the field right the middle of the field the seam routes um the 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 deep overs and benders and <clears throat> things of that nature and you just had a, a great situation where it was you know what? We can win and we can win with this. And it worked, guys. I'm telling you, it worked. And, you know, if D Hop isn't the guy he used to be, that's fine. Because you can do the same thing with him. Still a red zone threat. Still a guy that if I get a five foot 10 nickel corner, I am motioning my Z or X receiver and I'm making DeAndre Hopkins, while he's still in the slot, I'm making him the, 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 the one guy. Right, you know, you got you got a two by one set. He's gonna be the one because of a motion that 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 other receiver that's alongside with him in the slot. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep D Hop in the slot. I'm gonna throw that fade five ten. You know, nickel corner. You're gonna have to play above the rim. You know, big dog. And I, I'm gonna attack over the top. So I think you know, for me, it's just I, I would love to see this uh, re, uh, reunion of two great Clemson Tiger players and two great NFL players in their own rights, man. And I, I think. You know, it'll be different for D-Hop a little bit going to Cleveland. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's the same from, you know, being his time in Clemson. 
Like, you know, it's, it's you know, once you get to that middle part of the season, it gets a little, a little chilly, uh, a lot quicker than it does in Arizona or, uh, you know, in Clemson, South Carolina. So I think that would be uh, – I, I think that would be a thing to see, just how he handles – how his body handles that and being in them colder temperatures, uh, you know, for a full season, right? And then not only just them, but, like, now you're in a position where – in a division where all the teams are cold, right? You know, all of them are northern teams, Cleveland, Cincy, Pittsburgh and Baltimore. So you go to any, you go to, if you're hosting the game late in the season, it's going to be cold. You going on the road to a divisional team, it's going to be cold because none of them have domes. So I'm just, it's just, I want, I wanted to see what, what do you guys think. Talk, talk to me in the comments. Let me know. Y'all want to see Sean Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins, two great Clemson Tigers reunite and get that, 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 that Clemson. Uh, you know, type of chemistry back and having boys out there balling down the uh, up. Well, I'm in, I'm in South Carolina, so up in Cleveland, Ohio, guys. But listen, you're talking about, uh, you know, just getting things where it needs to be, right? And like I said, talk to me, you know, because I'm, I'm, I want to hear what you guys have to say, because I'm, I'm interested in that pairing, because again, I'm, I'm, I'm NFL draft analyst. I'm a big NFL fan of, of the game. I don't have a team, but I'm of the game, and, and I'm rooting for for these two guys. And I would love to see them pair back together. But like I said, call at me in the comments. Cause I want to know what you guys think. You know, should they, if the Browns can make it work, should this, should they do it? Should they go after D hop or should they let, or should D hop look uh, to go elsewhere? Like Patrick Mahomes in Kansas city or Buffalo to Josh Allen, basically cold weather teams, but just holler at me in the comments guys. But uh, listen, man, we, we're going like, to get into this ACC. The ACC wants to feature the Clemson Tigers are doing some, some things for the ACC network. So we're going to talk about that coming up next. The NBA playoffs kick off tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. You heard me correct, $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. So don't trip. You still get bonus bets back. So what, what do I like about what, what I love rather about uh, betting on FanDuel? And, and with FanDuel in general, you get great promotions every single day. Their app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And if I win money, I want to be with a sportsbook app that's going to give me my money instantly. I don't want to win $10,000 and have to wait three weeks for somebody to clear it. I want to be able to win my money and get paid immediately. So there's no better place to bet on all the NBA playoff action than America's number one sportsbook, which is FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NBA. The ACC, you know, it was reported ACC Network. Well, is is basically they're, they're going to feature three straight days of, of games to kick off the 2023 college football season, right? Uh, the ACC Network will air up 13 live games over the opening week, showcasing 10 conference teams, nine home teams. Weeks one through three will feature at least three games on the ACC Network with weeks one and two carrying five games. Now, Clemson is not involved in the week one festivities, right? Because, you know, Clemson, I believe that game is on, the game might be on ESPN because they're traveling to Duke, uh, which I talked about a couple episodes ago uh, sometime last week. And I think that game is going to be at night, so it might be on ESPN. Uh, but action, it, 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 the action starts for, for Clemson week two on for the ACC Network as Clemson will be hosting, after that game, uh, they will be hosting Charleston Southern. 
uh, at 2.15 on, on ACC Network. And then week three uh, will be another kind of tune-up situation where uh, they'll be hosting at home at night, primetime ACC Network football. And I like that. It's a, it's a draw. You get Clemson's a draw. So you get Clemson in, in, in primetime, 8 p.m. Eastern time, Florida Atlantic travels there. And, and you got to love that because at the end of the day, uh, being able to put your, your conference teams uh, in a position to highlight and feature them. And I think featuring Clemson is a smart money-making tool for um, for for the ACC Network. And like I said, it would have been better to go primetime week one with Duke hosting Clemson, right? Because I think that's going to be a big game. And I talked about that, you know, a couple episodes ago, guys, where they were, you know, FanDuel Sportsbook had them at 11 and a half, almost 12-point favorites. And I just, I don't believe that's going to be the case. You know, just right now, looking at paper, looking at the teams on paper, yeah, no, I, I just don't see that being the, the specific case, guys. So I think, um, you know, for me, that that was a big thing. So I, I'm looking at that and I'm like, all right, you know, that game would have been perfect for um for, for the network, man. You know, primetime game, Duke uh, Blue Devil fans are excited about their team as they should be. Uh, they got some players, you know, both sides of the ball, uh, quarterback, left tackle, wide receiver, defensive line, and Dwayne Carter. Uh, that you know, me, my, my co-host on Locked NFL Draft, Keith Sanchez. Shout out to my guy. We talked about uh, how him highlighted him as one of the sleepers in the 2024 defensive uh, line draft class because this young man can ball. So somebody that, that Clemson has to make sure that they protect and um, that they protect Cade from and block and keep him from being disruptive in the run game or getting sacks because I think he was their best sack artist last year for the Blue Devils. So point is, I feel like that would have been a perfect game to really kick off the season. Primetime, like really showcase that, right? Showcase these two teams because at the end of the day, you want the casual fans to care about your conference, right? Because at the end of the day, we see all the – so with the super conferences they're doing, like the ACC and like I think Big Ten and all that type of stuff, they weren't what's going to happen with the Pac-12. People weren't what's going to happen with the Big 12 and the ACC, so forth and so on. So how do you keep yourself – like how do you – put as the ACC, as, as, as a conference, how do you pull a Notre Dame, right, um, and, and get them to come over? I mean, you got to continue to get the views up, and that's why I feel like that game would have been perfect to highlight two of the better teams. You know, of course, Clemson being – you know, the creme de la creme. Um, and, and despite how how tumultuous last season was, they still finished the season out as the ACC uh, conference champions. So uh, I think it would have been great to feature uh, both, you know, to feature the, the, the both teams. Duke is up and coming with, with up and coming young budding stars, uh, whether for NFL draft standpoint or just in college football. So that game would have been better. But, you know, Clemson getting week two and week three and then week three being, uh, um, a, a night game, and I feel bad for Florida Atlantic. It's, it's, it's 8 p.m. prime time, and you know Death Valley is going to be rocking. You know when Dabble comes on that that 40 yard dash down that hill, touches the rock, and all that type of stuff, and, and that crowd's going to be that crowd's going to go crazy, right? And that's going to be, and, and I think that game is going to be a game I'm really watching because I usually, in terms for young players like a K Clubnick, I typically wait about two to two to four weeks. I want to see where they are by like week three and four, really. Um, you know, week one's going to be a tough task for him, a tough, uh, a tough opponent. But then he gets, you know, two kind of tune-up games. And, you know, because if he, if he does struggle at the gate, but you win against Duke, at, you know, on the road, cool, you got out of there. And that's all that matters is that you got the win, right? But then you give him the two weeks against kind of 
you know, no disrespect to him, but lesser competition for him to get that, 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 that confidence, keep that confidence up, keep that confidence high. And not only that, but allow him to um, like really just compound and stack positive games, snap to snap, play to play, and then game to game. And, and then you go from weeks two and three, then you get into four or five. And then if he's, you know, that confidence is high, he's playing well, he's rolling, he's humming this offense and this team could be in a good spot, but shout out to the ACC. I love that idea of really kind of just showcasing it and making it a big deal for your team and for your conference. So I like that a lot. And you talk about big deal for on the prowl guys, we got a four-star tight end who recently touched down in Clemson and we're going to talk about him coming up next on the prowl recruiting trail. The Clemson Tigers continue to attack the recruiting trail and, and the recruiting ranks to find talented players on both sides of the ball. And this time, uh, it is uh, tight end, and, and, and I saw I saw a tweet from a young man last night because you know Dean tries to stay as, as tapped in as possible. But he's a twenty he's a twenty twenty five kid. He's not even a twenty twenty four kid, but he's a four star tight end, Nate Roberts, six four two thirty. Uh, he was here in Clemson, uh, you know, this week. I believe it was two days ago. Touchdown, uh, and he came in, had a nice, had a good visit, and he left with an offer. And, and, you know, again, as we continue to see, like, they're, they're focusing on certain areas, man. And, and Clemson understands what talent is and what talent looks like. And I, I'm not going to lie. This kid's 6'4", and I believe he's going into, what, his junior? I mean, yeah, his junior year of high school. I wouldn't be surprised if the kid grows another. He, he, he looks he, he looks tall on tape. He, he looks like his arms are exponentially long as well for, for a sophomore. Um, but this is young man that was uh, who had a really strong sophomore season uh, as well. And I was very, um, very impressed when I turned on this tape. 33 receptions, 705 yards, 11 touchdowns, uh, 324 yards after the catch. And you just saw a guy that can uh, kind of really work in different areas of the field. Right. They, you, they played them all over the place. Right. Uh, played them in line uh, as, a, as a traditional uh, tight end, they, they put them in a the slot. They they motion them out wide and get them matched up in one to one situations. But you saw like he's a red zone threat that I really I really like seeing that right. You know you you put a guy like that that has the ball skills of a receiver and you pat you get him matched up in one on one situations and your quarterback trusts him. You know what I mean? You isolate him, you move a safety over, and you make that a one-on-one situation where it's like, my guy, I trust my guy to dunk on your guy. And he does, he, he does that. He, he, plays over, he plays above the rim, has strong hands, and he's really, he has really good concentration. Um, and then all the throws weren't accurate. Uh, he made one where he was like kind of a spinning. He, he spun back around. It was, a low, it was low in the way, like baseball. But he spun around, grabbed it with both, you know, with, with strong hands, regathered his balance, and got a couple more yards after the catch. There was one that he, he was coming across the middle of the field, and you know, the the, 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 the or there's a ref or umpire, right, you know, back judge, whatever you call them, <laughs> they're right in the, you know, behind the linebackers, and he's running a quick kind of quick slant, quick inbreaker, and he ends up run, like catching the ball, running into the ref, uh, and then having to double catch it. You know what I mean? And still, you know, and still maintain possession and, and and getting the first down. But again, like you saw him matched out wide. You, you know, not only did they throw just like red zone phase to him, they threw goal balls. You know what I mean? 40, 50 yards down the field. He's one-on-one and he, he runs past a guy that got a long stride, can really get up to gear. And once he gets up to gear, he can kind of, he can roll. Um, so I'm excited to, to, to kind of keep an eye on Nate Roberts over the, the next two years. But, you know, a guy that Clemson, uh, could definitely benefit from 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 bringing it into the fold simply because of the fact of like you want to like I said you want to continue to build up your tight end room your receiver room Cade's going to be here uh, you know 
you got other talented young QBs behind K when their time is when their time comes. Um, but you want to be able to build this thing up and have an offense that whoever steps in, whoever walks into this situation, they're not devoid of talent. They're not devoid of playmakers. And that wouldn't be the Clemson way anyway, right? You know, uh, we all, you know, this team always has playmakers in some form or fashion. And and, and uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see that and and just kind of, like I said, keep up with this kid and see what he, you know, what he can do, the straight line speed to win downfield. And, and I want to see how his body changes too as he gets a little older. Does he go from 6'3 to 6'5 or 6'6? And does he get up to 235, 240, 245, but keep the athleticism to leap over guys, but also run past guys as well? And if so, man, that's big. And, and that's big time. So I think this would be a situation where again, like I said, we're not on the problem. We don't just pay attention to 2024, the 2024 recruiting class. We keep an eye on 2025 as well, and even some further down the line. But guys, listen, that is our show today, man. You know I appreciate y'all all the time, every time for for being my everydayers and tapping in with me and making Locked On Clemson. Uh, your first listen every single day of the week, not just today, but Monday through Friday. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available, guys. Go and find me and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I love to have fun on there, talk football, basketball, whatever, you know, boxing whenever, you know, whenever it's uh, really prevalent and, and, and I have the time. Um, I've been slipping a little bit lately, you know, doing a lot, of, a lot of scouting and, of course, this podcast and everything. But I'm about to get right back to, to tweeting heavy, uh, you know, in, in the coming days and coming, you know, in the next week or so. So, listen, go, go find and follow me on there, DP underscore NFL. Uh, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go Clemson.